Amigos, your relationship needs support. When I think back to my marriage and the period of it when my husband and I were struggling the most, we both realized that in order for us to overcome the number one issue in our relationship, we needed to do something radically different than what we were already doing, even different from what the generations before us did. We realized we needed support. And that support came in the form of marriage therapy. That's why I'm so grateful for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You see, marriage therapy was the game changer for my relationship. It allowed my partner and I to finally take a step back and have somebody else walk us through what was actually going on. Eventually, we both realized that most of the issues that we had with each other had actually nothing to do with the other person, but more so to do with our own unhealed trauma and our own things that we hadn't taken the time to process, but somehow was still showing up in our relationship. And that's why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or even video call. You can even message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can totally switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked just for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. That's BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. The link to this coupon will be right here in my podcast notes. And listen, amigos, at this point, you've tried it all when it comes to your relationship and nothing is working. You don't have anything to lose by asking for the support that you know that you need in the form of therapy. And what a better way to do that than with better help. Coming up on the One Day at a Time podcast. Let me just remind you that God has a purpose that he placed on your heart. And when your relationship allows you the freedom and space to continue pursuing that out of the responsibility and commitment that you have made to this marriage, <laughs> you call you want to hear what a team looks like? That's what a team looks like. Having the ability to come together and still be fruitful and still be committed and still have adventure and still love God and just explode in the blessings and still have the ability to say, all right, I'm going to the garage or all right, I'm going to um, this conference I got this weekend or all right, I'm going to go hang out with my friends and, and have a beer. Okay, I'm going to go have brunch with my girls or I'm going to go record this podcast. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Um, I got I got a skate party I got to go to, you know, I'm hanging out with like when you have that, when you have that freedom and independence in your relationship whew, and you strongly value that, I'm telling you, you will be the epic team. Welcome to the show. 
I'm your host, Karina F. Daves, life coach and speaker. I went from lacking authenticity in my relationships, having really shaky boundaries with loved ones, and getting caught up in the cycle of toxic relationships, to finally standing firm on my values, knowing the difference between privacy and boundaries, and getting comfortable with the identity of putting myself first without feeling the guilt. Each week on this show, I will be sharing relationship advice, real-life testimonies, and my proven strategies on how to finally resolve the issues in your relationship. As a life coach, I help women overcome the number one issue that exists in their relationship so that they can show up as themselves. Whether the issue is communication, a loss of your self-identity, or even your struggles with setting boundaries, I will help you create results in your relationship that actually stick and feel genuine to who you know you are and who you know God is calling you to be. Working together will help you finally achieve the freedom from the stress this relationship is giving you. I will help you figure out the exact steps you need to take to have difficult conversations in your relationships, to set the boundaries that were needed years ago, and to finally have peace in your relationship so that you can show up as the partner you desire to be. You know this is not you. This isn't the real you. So let's work together to bring the real you to the forefront. Let's make it loud and clear what it is that you want. I want to help you do that. Go to the link in the podcast notes to book a sales call with me where we'll talk more about what's going on in your life and figure out how to get your life back. I cannot wait to meet you. If you're loving this podcast and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok. Or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And now, the One Day at a Time podcast. Amigos, como están? Welcome back to One Day at a Time with me, your host, Karina F. Daves. And today we're going to talk about how your relationship values are super shaky. You want to know the top three reasons why your relationship doesn't work out? Three things. One, identity. Two, your values. And three, your standards, right? And so, Your identity is who you are in your relationship. Your um, values are what you want and what you honor. And your standards are the quality of what you want. So that's the big difference between standards and values. And we just dove right in there, didn't we? (laughs) Anyways, buenas noches, amigos. For those of you that are listening to this later, we are recording live as we always do on Wednesday nights. And it's just an opportunity to catch me where uh, here on Instagram almost every single Wednesday as I record this beautiful podcast, which had its three-year anniversary yesterday, praise God, and we are close to hitting 30,000 downloads. And listen, that's a beautiful story and my testimony for me as I shared yesterday as um, I took many breaks. I could only record sometimes once a month because I had a newborn or because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my business, but 
today we are going to talk about how your values are shaky, right? If you're struggling right now in your relationship and you're trying to figure out what the issue is, many of us will point it to communication. And yes, that is a very surface level, surface level um, issue to point out. It's very easy. It's, uh, I would say, I would even say that communication is also an immature issue to bring up. Like it's, it's deeper. It's much deeper than that. All right. So today we're going to talk about how your values are shaky in your relationship, how that's showing up. I'm going to talk a little bit about my own values in my marriage. Um, I've been married for going on 11 years this October. Praise God and praise Terrence for <laughs> committing to being with me. Amen. All right. So let's talk about your values are shaky. So I, we talked about the number one thing in your relationship, which um, needs to work, right? There's three things. And there it doesn't even need to be in a certain, um, you know, one is not heavier than the other, but they do all dive in, right? So numero uno, your identity and who you are leads to what you want, which is your values and what you honor, which then tells you how much you'll be able to put up with, which is your standard, right? So that's the quality of what you want. So now when you think about your values, I want you to put in the chat, some. what are some of your values in a relationship? It doesn't necessarily have to be romantic relationships. It could be with your friendships. Many of us value things like security, loyalty, equal opportunity in our household, financial stability. And so plenty of people have a really good idea of who they are and everybody is a work in progress, right? So, so many people, while they may have a really good idea of who they are, they may not be fully grounded into it and that's okay, right? We can give some grace there. But when you have a good idea of who you are, that allows you to seek what you want, right? And what you want is your values. And what ends up happening is though, even though you have a good idea of what you want, uh, of who you are, what you want ends up being risked, right? Because the standard of what you want is super shaky. So I see somewhere in the comments, respect, loyalty. Ooh, respect is a big one. Support for me. Um, Kon two underscore three. Can you explain support for me? What that looks like? I'm interested because I I I know what that looks like for my husband, but I'm interested from a male perspective what support actually looks like. I think that's a really good thing to talk about here. And so um, these are our values, right? And so think about you showing up to a relationship, right? You're this like fun, light person who has an idea of what they want to do with their life and maybe a career track or maybe an investment they want to make financial or time or whatever and they just know they want to share this with somebody so they enter a relationship knowing that they value let's just say respect right respect for their individuality or even respect for the way that they get spoken to right let's just say that's a value that they have what ends up happening plenty of times when your values are shaking your relationship is that you put your values at risk, right? The standard for your values ends up being shaky. So in this situation, you have a value of respect, right? You enter it, you're all yourself, you're into your identity, you're working on yourself, you're working on your business, whatever it is. And so you enter this relationship, you have so many ideas of where God is going to take it and you know you value respect, and then there's the first argument that you have in your relationship. And 
What is, ends up happening is your relationship is exposed. Not just your partner, but your relationship ends up being exposed as an opportunity against your value. Not working against, but just playing with this value, okay? So now you both get into an argument and one of your values, you know, is respect as we're doing this example and your partner calls you out your name. Immediately a light bulb, inner light bulb will go off, right? And you will make a decision to tell yourself, your body, your mind will tell yourself, hey, that goes against my value. I should not be called out of my name. I don't value the disrespect that's going on in this argument. You understand? And so the way that you can tell if your values are shaky at that point, let's just say if your value of respect is shaky at that point, is if you continue to live with somebody who continues calling you out your name, y faltándote el respeto, I think it sounds heavier in Spanish, and disregarding you and disrespecting you, right? No matter how much they show that they love you, no matter how many good times there are, no matter how much they said, you are more committed to their potential than you are to their patterns. Their patterns are showing up as something that doesn't align with your value of respect. But because your values are shaky, you continue to be remained in this relationship with the thought that perhaps they have the potential to do better if we just maybe give them some time, give them some grace, maybe it'll just things will just smooth over. Or, you know, the other thing is like, I've invested so many years and so much time in this relationship that it, we just have to make it work. But let me just remind you that what is at risk is the standard of your value. You understand? So right now your values are very shaky in your relationship. And that's exactly the reason why it's not working out because your values are being, um, are being challenged. Your values are being exposed through the arguments through, you know, I think even about taking care of you. Like I've had 11 surgeries since I've been married, 11 surgeries, <laughs> 11 two of which were C-sections, but still that's a pretty hard surgery, right? I've had five in surgeries for an infection. I've had foot surgery. I've had nasal surgery. I've had so much happen. And let me tell you something. One of my values is to be taken care of. And with that comes being loved, right? And for me, it's not that I've never had to tell my husband how to take care of me. It's just that it never got to the point where I'm upset about the lack of taking care of me, right? Because our values are strong. So for example, <laughs> I remember the first time I was sick in my marriage, I um, was not feeling well, I was throwing up and my husband was like, what do you want to eat? Right. Cause he knows my love language is food. And mind you, I was throwing up and I just wasn't feeling well. And I was like, I would love paella. <laughs> Who acts for paella? And my husband made the nastiest paella you've ever tasted in your life. And I remember obviously not being upset because he tried, he took care of me and 
it was still an act of love, right? It was still an attempt. And through that, he knew never to make paella again or to just try and make it better another time. But he knew like maybe this, maybe this wasn't the right thing to make me, right? Like you start to learn each other. But here again, I want you to understand that values in your relationship, if if they're shaky, are the main reason why your relationship isn't working out. And also, I want you to know that the only thing that's happening is that your relationship and your partner are being exposed. And so are you, right? Like at this point, your standards for your values and the level of the quality that you want of respect, if we stay on that track, is being exposed. How much you will actually take on, right? The other thing that's being exposed is your partner and how they're willing to commit and submit and serve and really be there. And so, you know, it's interesting because I want to really get into the values that I've had the last 11 years or going on 11 years with my husband that I want to share with you. Not from, a, for those of you who know my heart, you know it's not from a boastful place. It will always be from a, a serving in a, in, a, in a teaching space. But I really do believe that these four or five values that Terrence and I have had the last 11 years and they've been unshakable values, even when they've been sort of like trembled a bit, the foundation of it all you guessed it, is God, right? But still, they are fundamental values that we have in our relationship that whenever they were shook, we knew that this specific value was something we needed to work on, okay? Um, and so let me just read through the comments because I, I see it. I see it. I'm reading it. And I just don't want to be um, uh, dismissive. Okay, I have to leave them behind and move on. Um, oh, accomplish my goals, but they don't support me. Kion two, three. Okay. So that's the way he wants to feel supported. Um, this is for me, bubbles, Sadie. Hey, is the argument fighting circumstances, a true measure of maturity of a relationship? Nice shoes. Zero, zero, nine. That's a really good question. Um, is the argument fight and or circumstances, a true measure of maturity? So it's so interesting because today I pulled a prank on my husband Full disclosure, um, I tricked him into thinking that I bought our, he's sick, so um, he has an infection in his tooth, and I tricked him into thinking that <laughs> I, I paid like $500 for our medication, and so I pulled up to the pharmacy, and they're like, oh, it was $514, but now it's like $25, and my husband only heard the $514, and so I was like, yeah, okay, no problem, and all I hear in my ear is, Karina, Karina, don't buy that, Karina, wait, how much is it? And I'm like, uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, sure, thanks. And I'm hearing him freak out. And then I'm like, hello? And he's like, did you buy it? And I'm like, yeah, you really needed it. And he was like, Karina, oh my God, that's crazy. Why would you do that? And I'm like, because you really need the medicine. And he was like, oh my gosh. And then I started laughing and he was like, babe, I can't do this right now. I'm so overwhelmed. I got this infection. I'm trying to make dinner and these kids are super loud. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay. I'll talk to you soon. And when I got home, it's so interesting because my heart posture was like not offended. I was like, whatever. Like, not that he'll get over it, but he's just in pain. So it is what it is. So I got home. He looked at me. I looked at him. You know, I said hi to the kids and I came back. He was like, come here. He's like, don't you ever do that again. And I felt like just to answer nice shoes, zero, zero, nine question, is the argument fight or circumstance a true measure of the maturity? I felt like, yeah, those are, it. that would have been an immature uh, argument to get into with my husband if I would have then been like oh my god your tone I was just kidding you can allow me to be myself but instead and this is what I shared before space is a gift in relationships and what I decided to do in that moment 
is stick to my identity, which is number one, who I am. I am a giddy light. And I stuck to my identity of being giddy, gave my husband his space, walked past him with a respectful hello, went to my kids and came back when he was ready. And it was only then that then we had this like laughable moment. I like poked at his body. Like, you know what I mean? But it was all of those things that really, it's interesting that we had this today, but really would show what level of maturity your relationship is in. I hope that answers your question, nice shoes. All right. I just got my feelings shattered because I was venting, speaking on how I'm glad and am nothing like my past. Bubble Sadie. That's wait, you got your feelings shattered. Can you explain that? Like, did somebody shame you for talking like about that? How about prayer and God? If by your own standards, we will always be wrong. Oh, hey, Davina. Um, I just want a godly relationship. Yes. So let's talk about my values in my marriage the last um, 11 years. Your patience and faith is also exposed by your reaction. Build the value on a rock like Christ said. Yes. I'm all about God he claimed to be. But now that we live together, I see lukewarm. So I don't know how far we will go. If I wasn't in a lease, I think we would be gone by now. That's interesting. That's interesting. If you want to share more, you totally can. Um, okay, so here we go. So let me talk about the top values that we've had in our marriage the last 11 years. So um, I forgot who mentioned God first, but let's talk about that. Numero uno, the one thing that we just cannot differ on and we need to be on the same page is our spirituality and our faith. That's just the one thing. There's no compromise for me there never has been um if you don't have God in your heart and you don't know God uh you don't have to be on the same journey or have the same relationship that I have with God but God needs to be the foundation of our marriage God is our third knot God is our cornerstone that is my personal <laughs> value so my is faith right yours can be of a different faith that's fine but my value that has worked for the last 11 years has been our faith. And I can tell you that because of our faith, we seeked marriage therapy. Because of our faith, we sought out four other couples. In um, We held a Bible study for married couples for five years in our church. Um, we seeked out there. Because of that, we did individual counseling. Because of that, we had the patience that we had. Like Because of God, we were able to commit to each other and commit much bigger to the relationship in a bigger way, right? Numero dos, um, we value being loved. So now being loved is very different than having your partner be the source of your happiness, right? And here's the thing. When you value being loved and you think about our first value, which is our faith, <laughs> when your partner loves you in God's image or just like Jesus, like there ain't no in-between, right? They may fall out of it, but if the foundation of it is that, like it, there's a whole book on how to love, right? Number three, uh, our also third value is financial stability. And so for us, what that looks like um, is really, you know, being a good steward of our money, knowing that we not just have bills to pay, but that, you know, we can have fun with our money. Not be reckless, <laughs> but have fun with our money. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, I'm married to somebody that is a saver and 
Uh, my family, you know, really didn't teach us how to save. We were spenders and in essence, really mishandled money in a lot of ways. And so when you have those two to come together, you can start to really see the marriage of having a good time while saving. And so that's our third value. Our fourth value, I would say, is freedom. And I really want to spend some time talking about this because I think that this is one of our biggest values right after being loved in our spirituality. Um, when you have freedom and a sense of independence in your relationship, when that is a strong value, you won't let anybody tear apart what God has written for you, the purpose that God has for you. Let me just remind you that God has a purpose that he placed on your heart. And when your relationship allows you the freedom and space to continue pursuing that out of the responsibility and commitment that you have made to this marriage, <laughs> you call you want to hear what a team looks like? That's what a team looks like. Having the ability to come together and still be fruitful and still be committed and still have adventure and still love God and just explode in the blessings and still have the ability to say, all right, I'm going to the garage or all right, I'm going to um, this conference I got this weekend or all right, I'm going to go hang out with my friends and, and have a beer. Okay, I'm going to go have brunch with my girls or I'm going to go record this podcast. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Um, I got I got a skate party I got to go to, you know, I'm hanging out with. Like when you have that, when you have that freedom and independence in your relationship whew, and you strongly value that, I'm telling you, you will be the epic team, the epic team. Things will feel seamless. You will not only feel seen, but you will feel free to be yourself, to continue to be committed without shame, without guilt, without shackles around you, you will feel not just a push to continue doing what God is calling you to do, but there is no way that you can't continue to feel the power of God in that because you have somebody that not just loves you and loves the commitment that you both made together, but wants to see you win. You see, when you value freedom in your relationship, it is because there is a deep desire of your partner from your partner for you to want to win. They want you to succeed. They want you to win. They want you to walk into rooms and brighten it. They want so much more for you right? And dangerously in a way that they want it more than they want it for themselves. But then they think about themselves and they bring it back, right? But it is a beautiful thing when you value freedom in your relationship. When I tell you that in my relationship over the last 11 years, as my husband and I have allowed each other to be ourselves and be free in our giddiness, be free in our engineering, be free in our intellect, be free in pursuing the visions and dreams God planted in us. When we have given each other that, we have become a much better couple. I kid you not, we are a much better team and we are better as one because there is an allowance of freedom and grace to be ourselves. That is the key to a relationship right there. 
being yourself, having the freedom to be yourself. When you are yourself, you are happy. You are joyful. You are not waiting for the next shoe to drop. You are not sitting in the driveway, not wanting to come into the house. You are not looking at your phone annoyed that they're calling you again. When you have freedom in your relationship, you show up every single day committed to still being a part of a team. That's what freedom looks like. That's what grace looks like. That's what teamwork looks like. That's the true definition of oneness. And I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds crazy. Like how can you be independent and still be one? Let me tell you something. We took this oneness thing a little too far because I've made several reels and a lot of content about the freedom to be independent, to be ourselves. And I know I get a lot of comments about people saying in the Bible, it says, just be one, just be one. You're not supposed to want to have hobbies. You're not supposed to want to do this. Let me tell you something. If God put me on this planet to just be Terrence Dave's wife, (laughs) then I don't understand what the rest of the Bible is for. Because there are so many things in there that are about me, that are messages to me, that are about my trajectory. Because I don't believe that my life was supposed to stop at 24 when I got married. That don't seem right to me. Now, did my life expand? Of course. Did now I become committed, right, to a team where we were going to be one? Yes. But baby, there is still an individuality and an individual fire inside of me that is still very much committed to a big purpose. Now, there is a big purpose in my marriage, of course. And there's also a big purpose in my motherhood, yeah. And there's also a big purpose in my servitude and my business and my coaching business, yes. There is a big servitude in this podcast that you're listening to right now. There's a big servitude in my career in tech. All these ways, in the ways I show up as a sister, as a daughter, as a friend, There are purposes all around. There are purposes all, and I am committed to all of it. Does it annoy me and do I get tired? Yeah, of course, right? But I am committed. But I am committed the way that I'm committed today, 11 11 days, imagine, 11 years later, I still show up to my marriage as me, as me, as me, as a child of God. Because before anything, mm, here we go, before any title that I have while I'm here as wife, mother, friend, sister, employee, before any of those titles, my first title and purpose is child of God. And I'll be darned if I don't pursue that. And I'll be darned if I'm not in a relationship with somebody that's also committed to me pursuing my purpose as a daughter of God. You understand me? It's really that serious. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of comments coming through, but I couldn't, I couldn't read them all. Listen, I really hope that this podcast spoke to you. I want you to understand that right now, whatever it is that you're going through in your relationship has a lot to do with your values, okay? And I think those were all, well, actually, and then my my fifth value um, after freedom was, was family, you know? Um, we were very clear on um, 
the family that we wanted to have. As you know, I have two beautiful stepdaughters um, and we have two beautiful sons and that was the commitment that we had made. We were very open about our family dynamic and, and what we wanted to have. And it's interesting because we actually wanted to have um, three together. And, you know, um, we spent about two years making the decision to not move forward. And a lot went into that. And if you're interested in that, I'll create a podcast on why we decided not to have more kids, even though there was a desire for it or I'll quickly tell you um, my desire for wanting the third was more selfish than anything I wanted to fix a childhood wound uh, of not having as big of a family as I wanted and I don't think that it is fair to create a child from a place of wound and I needed to deal with that wound and be before even thinking about having a child. And so once I settled with that wound um, through therapy and through so many talks with my husband over two years um, and I closed it up, I know really, I no longer felt like we should move forward with that. That was a difficult time for us. And it wasn't like we were arguing about it. It was just such a tough decision to make because I was so programmed to wanting a third child and I realized that that program came from uh, a childhood wound so anyways listen if you're at the point in your life where there are conflicts in your relationship that you're ready to overcome I want to help you navigate those okay go to the link in my bio and book a sales call I want to help you overcome the conflict in your relationship so that you could have the freedom to just show up as you so that you could have the freedom to not just be yourself, but let's get the giddy you back. Let's get the the beautiful, lightful you back. The one that doesn't have to walk on eggshells in your relationship. The one that has the energy to be graceful and passionate. Like when's the last time you looked at your partner and you just wanted to eat them up? Mine was like 10 minutes ago. I've been telling my husband all week, like you just are getting cuter by the day. <laughs> And a lot of that really has to do mainly with God, but secondly, because there's so much um, support for the freedom of uh, each other's calling. There's a big calling here. All right, can I pray for you? I'm gonna pray for you anyways. All right, here we go. Father God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you, Lord, that you continue to allow us to be in your presence, even though many of us sometimes feel like you may not be here with us and why do things keep happening to us but Lord I just want to remind people that things are happening for us to move us in the direction that you're trying to take us and uh, we give you thanksgiving in this moment we repent for anything that we feel is heavy on our hearts that we can surrender to you at this moment but Lord overall I really want to pray over our relationships in this moment and I really want to pray for the things that we feel like aren't working out, the things that we feel like we don't have clarity on. And I just ask that you give us the discernment and the necessary steps to do what we need to do. Would you whisper into our ears? Would you just give us a little gust of wind? Send us an email, whatever you have to do, God, to get our attention, to let us know we, we're desperately seeking. I can feel people's spirits desperately seeking direction on what to do in their lives. And Lord, you're the only one that can create the miracles that you do. You're the only one that can love us the way you do. 
and you're the only one that can be the commander (laughs) in charge. You're the alpha and the omega, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Protect our homes, protect our children, protect our families, and most of all, protect the purpose that you have for us. Allow us to continue to walk in the path that is committed for us and only us. We love you so much, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, listen. If you're not signed up for my weekly email series yet, go to the link in my bio and drop your email so you can subscribe to um, Release Your Relationship, right? Where I share weekly gems on how to surrender your relationship, okay? And um, please go to the link in my bio, subscribe to this podcast, share it with all of your amigos, write me a review. It's interesting. I'm pretty sure people write reviews, but I I just don't think they're getting uploaded. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think, I think Apple has something going on, but anyways, whatever you need to do, really spread the word. You know, this podcast was created with the intention of serving. And so this is for you because I want to serve you. And if you're at a point in your life where you're ready to work with me as your life coach on overcoming the number one issue in your relationship, whether that's a romantic relationship, a relationship with your parents, a relationship with yourself, I want to do this work with you. Okay. Your identity is something that is super valuable and knowing who you are allows you to figure out what you want, which is your values. And in essence, you then know the quality of what you want, which is your standards. All right. I love you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Okay. Te quiero mucho. Send me a DM if you have any questions. Okay. I love you. Bye. If you're loving this podcast and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok, or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show and feel free to always hit me up on Instagram via DMs or anywhere on my socials. Te adoro mucho.